Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello. It is not much fun being the penis of William Gallas at the moment, I can tell you. We are still broken, so we can do nothing. I mean, nothing that is any fun. Luckily, I have a nurse who come to give me a massage once a day. Without this, I, I think I go crazy loco. I do not know when I will be back to rule over you. I hope you are not missing me too much. But do not worry. Soon you will be bathed in the red light of William Gala's penis and everything will be right again. Welcome to another Ars Blog Arscast on Arsblog.com in association as always with OleOle.com, the football community website. Coming up on this week's Arscast, we have got for you the man in the bar with a player history. We have got a special guest who, if you've read the site already, you'll know who it is. So it's uh, Wang from Wang Chung. He'll be here to talk about Wang Chung and Arsenal and other stuff a bit later on. And there's other stuff in there, too. I can't quite remember what it is at this moment in time, but it's there. Beer of the week this week is Crombacher, which is some kind of pilsner, and quite tasty it is, too. You'll just have to take my word for it. No tasting sound effects for you this week. So, what has happened between this cast and the last cast? Well, uh, football-wise... It's been rather fantastic. Uh, on Saturday, we played Derby County, who, as we sort of said on the blog, are, are pretty much the worst team I've seen in the Premier League for um, ever. They're really, really bad. And they're going to have a real, real struggle uh, when it comes to staying up. A real struggle, like sort of a midget fighting a bear. That kind of a struggle. It's going to be very difficult for them. But that's to take nothing away from us. Uh, because um, we were really, really rather good. A hat-trick from Emmanuel Adibayor, uh was very accomplished altogether. Uh, a good first goal around the keeper, the penalty. Keeper nearly got it. And then uh, a third goal, um, which Arsene Wenger said reminded him of Thierry Henry. That's the way it goes. The uh, uh, the Derby goalkeeper said afterwards that Adibayor has the hardest side foot in football that he's ever come across anyway. Maybe he's just making excuses a little bit. I, I don't know. As well as that, Sesk got uh, another goal 
That's six goals in six games and seven goals overall for the season for him uh, already, which is just uh, absolutely fantastic. The scoring opened uh, by Abu Diaby, uh, who made up for his um, misses recently. He missed uh, a fairly easy chance against Spurs. And then he missed, who did he miss against? Uh, A wide open header. Could have been, I don't know. I can't remember. Hang on. I checked it out. It was Portsmouth. Remember Clichy's cross and he headed it wide from, I don't know, about three feet. Uh, but that goal will have done him the world of good. And overall, the performance was really, 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 really impressive. Um, we were worried maybe that uh, these kind of games, without trying to be disrespectful to Derby or anything, but games against so-called lesser opposition were ones that uh, we found difficult last year. Uh, but the sort of football we're playing and the chances we're creating, and not only the chances we're creating, the chances we're taking, um, I mean, we're putting these teams uh, aside really rather easily at this moment in time. It's been a, a fantastic start to the season. Um, the spirit is obvious, and, and um, the quality of certain players that maybe we uh, didn't quite recognize is shining through. Adi Bayor being an example, he's got six league goals already this season, which is, uh, which is fantastic. Of course, we haven't played anyone great yet, but he likes the big games and he likes scoring, he likes scoring goals. So, um, it's all very, very, uh, nice to watch. On Tuesday, although I didn't see it, we had the Carling Cup game against Newcastle, against Sam Allardyce, uh, who put out more or less their best side. Um, the only ones they didn't have were Viduka, Injured, of course. Owen injured, of course. And someone else who was injured, but it doesn't really matter. For the most part, they put out their first team. Um, and again, it, you know, from what I read um, and from what people have been saying on the site, uh, the performance was, was excellent. And these young guys are stepping up and taking their chances. Bentner got a goal. Uh, he was uh, and not put to task before the game, but certainly the manager said, yes, he's got all the talent in the world, but he hasn't done anything with it yet. And when he gets his chances, he needs to take his chances. And fair play to him, he did. He seems to be a, a very confident young man, Bentner. Um if he's got that much belief in his own ability and if he can translate that into performances on the pitch, then um, all well and good. Uh, Danielson with his first goal for the club and what a goal it was too. An absolute rocket watching the highlights. You could hear the crowd. They almost knew it was going in before he even shot. If you listen to, way, to, the, to the way the crowd is, the excitement builds, it's, it's quite funny. You can find it on YouTube, I'm sure. So 2-0 and um, everybody's talking about us very nicely. And that's fantastic, but I think... Maybe, like the manager is suggesting and and trying to do with his players, is we need to keep our feet on the ground a little bit. I'm really, really encouraged by the start of the season, but uh, there's a long way to go yet. So I don't want to get too carried away because you get a bit, uh, it gets all a bit tabloidy, if you know what I mean. Because um, before the start of the season, tabloids were writing us off and newspapers were writing us off and saying they've got no chance, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Some of us were doubtful uh, that the squad the manager put together didn't require more surgery uh, than it got. Um, so now that things are going okay, we're the best thing since sliced bread. And maybe the truth uh, lies somewhere in between. That's all I'm trying to say there, if you know what I mean. So um, there you go. That's the football that there has been between um, last Arscast and this Arscast. And we'll look ahead uh, to the West Ham game uh, and uh, next week's Champions League game, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Uh, maybe that'll come up a bit later on in the show. Now, we've had special guests on the Arsecast uh, down the down the months. It must be nearly a year now since we started. Oh, hang on. This is episode 46. So, we're 
six away from 52, uh, even though there's been a couple of weeks when we haven't had the Irish cast. So I don't know when the first, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, as you can see, it's just nearly a year old. I'm not quite sure why that's relevant now. Oh, yeah, we've had all these guests on it. We've had Peter Hillwood, the chairman. We've had ex-players. We've had high-profile journalists. Congratulations. Other bloggers and even Liverpool fan in the Mug Smasher. But we've never had a pop star before. So um, earlier this week, I managed to catch up with uh, a pop star. who was fantastic. He was also an Arsenal fan. He happens to be Wang um, from Wang Chung. These guys, I hope he doesn't mind, but these guys. School discotacular, Wang Chung and dance hall day. So now, um, I suppose you better go talk to Wang from Wang Chung, Nick Feldman. Hello to you. Hey, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Um, you are Wang from Wang Chung. How, how did you decide which one of you was which? I, I did, really, because I just thought Wang sounded a bit cooler than Chung, so <laughs> I went for that one. Okay. Otherwise, no, there was no other sort of criteria other than that. There was obviously the... Uh, uh, the possibility of uh, comedy moments with Wang, you know. You could, well, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's um, plenty of those, I can assure you. <laughs> I have no doubt. Now, you were big in the UK, but you were even uh, bigger in America with number ones on the dance charts and in the mainstream charts. Um, how was that whole thing? Was it really cool being over there and uh, being part of this sort of first wave of MTV? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of unbelievable, really. I mean, it was quite... We used to tour there a lot, and I spent, I even lived there, out there for a while. And uh, so, you know, it's weird going to all these sort of out-of-the-way places in the States and getting sort of recognised and people knowing all about you. It's completely weird and fantastic. Um, but, of course, like most things, I kind of look back on it and think I could have enjoyed it. didn't really enjoy it as much as I should have done if I kind of, when I look back on it now, I think, my God, you know. But... Um, that was great. The only bad thing was that, um, from an Arsenal point of view, it was a really frustrating decade for me. You couldn't go um, to the games? or Well, I couldn't go to the games for a start because I was away a lot. And, um, you know, the other guys in the band didn't like football. And our manager didn't like football. And my girlfriend didn't like football. Oh, no. So <laughs> it was like really difficult. And, of course, the whole of America didn't even know what football was. Um, so that was kind of frustrating. And the only matches I seemed to get back for were the ones that we kind of, that were painfully, that we lost, like Luton in the League Cup final and things like that. So, I take it, there we go. I take it you didn't make it back for Anfield in 89 then? Well, I was here, thank God, I saw that on the TV. I didn't manage to get up there, but I saw it on TV. So that was obviously a fantastic moment, but that was right at the end of the decade, wasn't it? So. Yeah. And I was around for the first bit of the decade, actually, for the first few years. Yeah, but then they were the kind of not very good ones, you know. In 1980, we kind of that was pretty painful. And then from then on, it was a bit bleak for a few years, wasn't it? It was probably good years to be a pop star. Yeah, exactly. But those are the years I wasn't a pop star. Oh, no. so I got it the wrong way around. <laughs> um, while I have you here, and it's always been um, a question I've, I've pondered many times, 
in the song um, Dance Hall Days, it starts off really relatively normally where you take your baby by the hand. Yeah. And then as the song goes on, you take your baby by the hair, the heel, the wrist, and the ears. I know there was some yeah. rhyming thing going on, but those are strange places to take your baby, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they are. They're kind of, uh, I suppose, especially the ears one, it's kind of slightly rude, I suppose. Um, I think it's always kind of fun to try and get some suggestive ideas through the senses, if you know what I mean, by disguising them. So that's what we were doing with that. Okay. But that particular song, that, people had some very bizarre kind of interpretations of that song. Because on the chorus it goes, we were cool on craze in our dance all days. But a lot of people in America thought we were singing, we were cool on Christ. And so we had all these weird kind of born again people coming up saying, hey, that song's so speaking for us and all that kind of stuff. Oh my That's God. very weird. That's a big market there. You, could, you surely had to keep them on side. <laughs> well, we managed to completely piss them off by the end of the 80s because we recorded a song called uh, Praying to a New God, which is all about sort of anti-consumerism. Sort of, uh, but, of course, the Bible Belt radio stations thought we were exhorting the Americans to sort of stop believing in Jesus. So we became sort of public enemy number one. Oh, no. <laughs> You could have been the greatest Christian pop band of all time. <laughs> Especially as I'm Jewish, that would have been quite funny. But, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, you're an Arsenal fan, so let's let's talk about the the club for a bit. And uh, we were talking about football in the '80s and and football these days. There's been a huge change in the game uh, in in that period of time. It really is so different. I think the whole the sort of the kind of the way music. I think if you're into music in, in the 80s, um, it wasn't quite, it wasn't nearly as linked as it is now. And I think a lot of the people I knew who I was working with and around me in the industry and stuff, they weren't really into football. So I felt a bit isolated in that respect. And I think it's very different now. It's sort of fashionable now, isn't it? And it's sort of, everyone's got a favourite team and everyone kind of talks about it a lot. And it seems much more acceptable. So that's kind of, I find that a bit weird, actually. <laughs> because I quite like being, you know, um, I've made Arsenal sort of more personal to me somehow. Um, and then I think... Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
think um, the whole sort of money thing is very different now. The whole, you know, uh, the commercialization of the game seems very different. Mm. Well, that's what um, sort of makes it more acceptable, isn't it? This sort of, this polished product as opposed to what in the eighties was certainly more rough and ready. Yeah, exactly. You had to, it felt like you had to work harder um, to be to support your team, and, to, and it, you had to get involved more. And it was much more. I don't know. It felt a bit more vital somehow. Sure. Okay. Sound like an old fart. There we go. There you go. Uh, tell me, who's your who's your favourite player of all time? Of all time, mm. it's between uh, Liam Brady and Thierry. I think. Yeah. I think I, I love them both, and uh, I met both of them actually. Um, I met. Uh, I had my picture taken with uh, Brady with when we won the double a few years ago. Okay. With the cups, so that was a bit of a moment, and then. I met Thierry. I met Thierry and a few of the other players. Actually, I was. I, I used to work for Sony Music, and I had to organise a, a recording session in London. For I was involved with a World Cup album for the official FIFA World Cup album, <coughs> and um, I had to organise a recording session. And for, a lot of the Arsenal players came down to it and sort of sang on it. It was a terrible record, but at least I met them all, so it was great. Cool. All right, what, what about a favourite game? A favourite game? I think probably when we won 1-0 at Tottenham, when we won the, uh, the double in, in what, you forgot what year it was, 71, was it? Yeah. 71. I was there, I was very young, but my, my dad got me in, and that was just an incredibly exciting game. All right, and uh, tell me a favourite goal, if you can pick one. Favourite goal? I think it's got to be the Anfield goal, Michael Thomas. That's got to be my favourite goal. Uh, it's hard to beat. Final question. Looking at this current Arsenal squad, w which one of them do you think could Wang Chung the best? <laughs> Well, you keep quoting Adebayor as uh, Adebayor <laughs> having fun tonight and Wang Chunging, and I can't he help but it. agree with you. He's really Wang Chunging a lot, isn't he, at the moment? But, he is. But then Sesk, of course, is just totally brilliant, isn't he? So it's between the two of them, I reckon. Okay, maybe we should uh, have a Wang Chung competition, see if we can organise that for uh, the near future. <laughs> uh, Nick, thanks very much for talking to Arsblog today. Well, thank you for having me. That's... Uh, it's a real honour. All right. Thanks very Thank much. You. And my sincere thanks to Nick Feldman from uh, Wang Chung for taking the time to talk to Ars Blog this week. Uh, we have to remember people give up their time for free, for absolutely nothing. This isn't like the BBC or ITV where we can pay guests to come on. They come on and do it for the kudos, which is more not quite kudos, but sort of not quite shame, which is sort of trendy these days or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, our first pop star. What next? What do we need next? The players we need? Maybe a next manager. Hmm. Or a film star. Are there any film star Arsenal fans that we know of? We can track them down. We can stalk them. We'll stalk one. Between all of us, we should be able to track down one and stalk them to the point where they give an Arse blog, uh, Arse cast interview. Some actor slash actress. Oh, no, no, I know there's somebody out there going slash actress, but no, don't, no, no slashing of actresses. That's bad. That's that's not the kind of stalking we're into around here. Our stalking is a much more refined kind of stalking without so much, you know, slashing and killing and maiming and stuff. Mostly. 
Um, man in the bar. Hello! Is it me you're looking for? It is, it's me again, with another player history talking this week about someone from Arsenal's past. That's what a player history is. A player being somebody who played for Arsenal and history being a little bit of background to them. Their life story, so to speak. But first, Sam Allardyce, shove that up your hole, you fucking big bastard-looking cuntje. There really isn't very much I want to add to that, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. So today, we're talking to you about a fella called Paul. Which Paul could it be? No? No? Correct! It's Paul Merson, who made his debut against Manchester City in 1986 and soon became a darling of the North Bank. A bit like John Darling, who used to stand on the North Bank every week. Even when there wasn't a game. Get down off there, they'd say to him. All right, I'll be back next week, so... Anyway, Merce was a flamboyant sort of a player. A striker, a winger on the right-hand side. He scored goals and goals and goals. And in the 1989 Anfield season, he scored 10 league goals that season. He was a big old favourite, so he was. He was involved in all the old cup wins. You remember he scored in the League Cup final? And he played in the old FA Cup final that year as well. He won the league in 1991. Sorry, a little bit carried away there. So it was a career full of highs, you might say. And unfortunately, there were other highs too. As in 1994, Paul Merson admitted to being an old alcoholic, and an old cocaholic, and a gamblerholic, and possibly some other kind of holics too, you see. And he struggled with that for a while, but he got himself back on track and back in the team. But at the end of Arsene Wenger's first full season, he sold him to Middlesbrough, that most cruel of fates. One minute you're playing for a top club in London, the next... You're in Middlesbrough. It nearly broke him, we have to say, but he moved then to Aston Villa, so he did. Had a bit of better time there in the old Midlands, because not Middlesbrough. And then he went to Portsmouth, and then he re- sort of retired. And then he did some more gambling and was a gamblerholic again. You see, nowadays though, nowadays you can find him on Sky Sports and he's not involved in any of the old drinking or, or the gambling or the, the cocaine or anything like it. And he's, he seems a bit miserable, you have to say. True. The man in the bar will be back with another player history on next week's Arsecast. Now, uh, just to tell you a little bit about oleole.com, if you haven't uh, already clicked onto the site, it's a football community site like uh, MySpace or Facebook, uh, and you can uh, join up, get your own blog, and uh, do all kinds of things, including uh, joining up to their fantasy football game, which has uh, great prizes. It's only started a couple of weeks ago, so you could still catch up and win some of those prizes. Uh, there's a European Super League, uh, and the prize for that is a trip to the final of Euro 2008 in Vienna, Austria, which is not a bad prize at all, because that's flights and accommodation and all that kind of stuff. Um, now then, what else has been happening? Well, um, it's been relatively quiet on the old Usmanov and red and white front. Um, we did have the chairman, Mr. Hillwood, in the uh, Evening Standard, a big two-page spread, uh, and he came out with another one of his great one-liners, uh, quoting from the article, When was the last occasion he saw Dean? The day I fired him. Was it Hillwood's saddest day at Arsenal? Nope. 
It was the saddest for Dean. Classic. Um, other than that, uh, there hasn't been too much, apart from uh, the fallout from that whole website thing, which you remember we spoke about last week on the Arscast, and you'll have been up to date with if you've been reading the blog. Uh, that's still ongoing. Um, I think Craig Murray's site is still down. Boris Johnson's site is back up and some of the other things. But uh, there's a huge, uh, been a huge response to it uh, across all the blogs. And now... Uh, Thousands and thousands more people know about the story than ever would have um, had they left it alone in the first place. So there you go. That's what's been going on with that. Um, What else? Oh, yeah, the financial report came out uh, on Monday. And, of course, it was all um, fantastic. We've got loads of money and stuff. I'm not going into the nitty-gritty of it, but, you know, the bottom line is we're, we're, we're doing all right. We're doing okay. And that's why these guys want to come in and invest so to speak, um, uh, they know how well run it is and they know what sort of money can be made out of it. Um, so that's what's been going on with uh, that kind of um, boardroomy kind of stuff. Um, we had the manager talking um, about the team after the Carling Cup game, saying that all the players, he considers them first-team players, and they're showing that. Um, when they do get into the side, they're taking their chances. It's West Ham this weekend, a tricky away trip. We lost uh, last season, you will remember. Um, I think it was Marlon Harewood, was it not? And then there was that sort of bust-up between uh, Arsene Wenger and Alan Pardew uh, on the sideline. Alan Kerbishley, the manager now, and Freddie Jumberg, um also at West Ham. Not sure whether he'll start or not. He might well do because Kerbishley will think, well player against his old club is bound to score a goal so we will hope that Freddie um, has a bit of a stinker and spends his time on his arse with his arms up looking at the referee for a free kick uh, that he's never going to get which is kind of what we saw of him for the last two years but I loved you before that Freddie I really did then in the week we've got uh, Stau Bucharest about whom I know nothing so what do you do if you know you say stuff like, well, they're a compact team, um, move the ball out quickly from the back, uh, but when they don't have the ball, there's 10 men behind, I don't know, I presume they're technically a good team, but the way we've been playing uh, this season, you'd be reasonably confident that we could go there and, and get a win. So we'll see what happens. That's uh, next Tuesday, I think. Uh, if it's not Tuesday, it's Wednesday. I can't be arsed at this point in time stopping the recording to go and have a look. So it's either Tuesday or Wednesday, one of those days. So, you know, prepare yourself for both days. That way you can't be disappointed. What else? We had Gilberto missing from the side, all kinds of stories about fights with Arsene Wenger and is he being dropped and Diara came in and had a good game. Does this mean the end for Gilberto? Well... Arsblog Intelligence tells us that Gilberto was going to play against Derby, but was sick or something, and then didn't. Uh, but you can't imagine anything that serious has happened. Uh, he probably just needs a bit more of a rest, and I think he's a player that's going to play an important part this season, particularly uh, in Europe. William Gallas still doesn't know when he's going to be fit. Do you know the way the player gets injured or muscle strain? Well, that's three weeks. Hamstring strain, three to four weeks, depending, blah, blah, blah. Calf strain, two weeks, blah, blah. With William Gallas, it, it just obviously doesn't work that way. William Gallas has a scratch on his arm. Could be anywhere between one day and three months. So we still don't know when he'll be back. But he will be back at some stage. And the kingdom shall rejoice. Uh, that's about it, though. I can't think of anything else to talk about. There really isn't. 
anything else to talk about. Uh, we have to hope for uh, a good performance tomorrow. West Ham is going to be tricky, I think. Dean Ashton is scoring lots of goals, so we need somebody to kick him in his bad ankle really quite early on in the game. Um, well, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. We we probably shouldn't do that. We probably shouldn't. Should we? Should. So anyway, we'll hope for a good performance. Uh, and three points. If not three points, one point, but not no points, if you see what I mean. Um, tune in next week on the blog for more T-shirt giveaways. And uh, I'll talk to you on next week's Arscast. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.